Welcome, all you wonderful hard slingers. It is I, your trusted dungeon master, Brian. Well, I promised you the time would come, and the time has arrived. Now, I'm not going to take a lot of your time, but I'm just going to tell you flat out, this is one hell of an adventure path. But like most APs that are good APs, it's got a lot of roleplay. So I hope everybody's ready to rock and roll for that. Because it's coming at you live. Well, not really live. It's already pre-recorded. But to you, it can be live. Why not? Anyways, welcome to the Carrion Crown. Episode 1. Pour one out for Petros. Hello, Slingers, and welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 Podcast, the Carrion Crown, Episode 1, and with me are the Hard Slingers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Going around the table, let's introduce who we're playing and who we're playing. (laughs) (laughs) Nick, what are you playing? Give me a name. Give me a number. The character I'm playing is named Er Ermin. He's a human monk. Have you cast this guy yet? If he was an actor, who would he be portrayed by? I would say Robert De Niro. Oh, damn. Young De Niro? What movie, De Niro? Mid-career. Like Ronan? Dude, I want to see old De Niro monk. (laughs) Right? (laughs) How I Met Your Carrying Crown? Yeah. Eric. Okay, I am playing the doctor, who is a uh, cleric-based plague doctor. Uh, whose background is he is a member of the Apothecary slash Alchemy Guild um, and is a half-elf. Who'd you get for this guy? Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Which one? <laughs> all of them, right? Cause it's all, it's all, the all same. kind of the same. Somewhere <laughs> between uh, Jack Sparrow and uh, Hunter S. Thompson. <clears throat> same kind of weird mannerisms. So, the oh, yeah. usual Johnny Depp. Yeah, right? yeah that's why I say it's pretty much Johnny Depp. Or Johnny Depp from life. <laughs> Koosh. Uh, I am going to continue to play Talos. Talos. Who is... From Session Zero. Yeah, the Sun Elf Wizard. Um, and I also got a mini for his owl because I forgot him in the last session. Oh, that's right. Uh, I see that you got the owl. Already. I could have used his help, but uh, I think it worked out better that I didn't have him around. <laughs> um, and... He's basically a wizard that spends a lot of time pretending he's not because of uh, Ustalov and their fear of wizards. Right. Which leads into most likely why you're going to be in session one, <laughs> what you're doing there. Who'd, who'd you get to play this guy? Uh, I got him played. It cost me a lot of money by uh, Riz Ahmed. And who would we know Riz Ahmed? Uh, Riz Ahmed was... Uh, Bodie Rook in Rogue One oh, and yeah. Rick in Nightcrawler. I never saw Nightcrawler. Uh, you should correct that. Oh, it's really it's, good. It's like it's Jake, that, it's yeah, Jake it's Gyllenhaal really and Riz Ahmed, and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal plays like this super creepy dude that wants to get footage of really fucked up shit to put on the news. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that deserves a rewatch. Okay, I'll definitely have to pick that up on Blu-ray. <laughs> All right, I'm Junior. Junior. I'm playing Oust. 
a wood elf, um, best portrayed by Zion McLaren. Yep. Uh, he's known from Longmire. Um, the old Frontier. Man? No, not the, the older man. Here. I never watched Longmire. I just know yeah, this guy yeah, was an alcoholic. Yeah, pull up a picture for I got the a listeners. Picture for, well, we'll, put, we'll post it later. Oh, he's an Indian. Dude. Yeah. Not to be uh Native racist, American. That's Get it right. right. Damn. Oh, that guy, I know. Yeah, yeah he's, I know. like, you'll, you'll oh, recognize him. When I have no idea who the fuck that guy is. He showed this to me, man. He's cool. He's in Westworld, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's in a lot of movies. He's actually... A, is that a Longmire crossover if he's in Westworld? No, he's in a lot of, like, uh, I guess, Westerns just because of... Being Native American. <laughs> being Native American. <laughs> oh. cast. Yeah. Well, you know, there's an open calling card for that. As we open, we follow... Two people walking in towards a lone, quiet town. We see a wood elf followed closely by another elf in robes. You said that there was a uh, cemetery nearby, correct? Or that's where we're heading? That is where you are heading. Uh, I'm heading to the college. (laughs) The college is way north. Yeah. So I start moving towards the cemetery. Uh, Not even in this town, this... (laughs) <laughs> it's further it's down. Like, no, no, it's like at the northern portion of the country. It's where I came from. <laughs> um, so seeing uh, Oust move towards like the town as opposed to the cemetery, uh, I'm going to tap on his shoulder to uh, motion him towards me. Um, What's up, man? Yeah, uh, Oust, just two quick things that I really need to tell you. What's that? Um, first is... No matter what, when it, uh, don't let anyone know that I'm a wizard. People are pretty worried about that over here. Can I trust you with that? Yeah, from one elf to another, we're pretty much not wanted in this town to begin with. Okay. Um, and then the second thing is really minor. Um, we're here for Lormo's funeral, uh, and then I hand him the letter that I got, and then I run off towards the cemetery because I, I feel like I gave him <laughs> bad news and I don't want to be part of it. Thinking this is a horrible prank. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you had... Yeah, I ha- so I'm going to pull up the letter to physically give to a... <laughs> Oust, you are now given this information that Lormor has passed that has some weight and bearing as to why you have not heard from the professor in some time. Reading the... I don't know, should we continue with reading the letter? <laughs> I- I'm opening it up. Talos Windwoven. It comes with a heavy heart, this burden of ill omen. I regret to inform you that your former instructor and friend, Professor Petros Lormar, formerly of the University of Lepidstad, has passed away. His unfortunate demise was met just over three weeks ago, and he has been blessed with gentle repose until he is laid to rest. I know the professor was a challenging man to know, and as a former student... And I emphasize, former, I would gamble that your friendship had a falling out as well. But with death being the great equalizer, all should be forgiven. Am I not right? Anyway, I do hope to see you at the funeral, if at least to put a face to the name often spoken by the man we both admired. Eagerly anticipating your acquaintance, Edivian Edrasant, a former pupil of the late professor of the year 4711. You want to know what year it was? 
Ah, crumple the paper. <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna <laughs> no, I'll, I'll close back up and put it in my satchel and with my head down, obviously knowing that I will not meet the professor in our location that we decided to meet upon. So, I'll continue walking towards Talos to the funeral. So as you finally catch up with Talos, you notice that there's a large group that appears to be gathered at the entrance to this area known as the Restlands. And it is the local cemetery at the northern end of the town that you have all arrived to, Ravengrove. Each of you have traveled far and wide to Ravengrove for one sole purpose, to pay final respects to an old friend and ally, Professor Petros Lormor. As soon as you stand assembled, waiting for the rest of the procession to arrive, you can't help but let your eyes wander southwards, and it's in that direction that you see a small tributary bisecting the town below. On the far side, which can be accessed by two bridges, stands the, the collective majority of the dwellings of the townsfolk. Wooden roofs, lush landscape, they really set the peaceful scene. And on the near side of the stream looks no less hospitable. You see a temple to some yet unknown deity, for all intents and purposes, the town looks cozy. That is, until your eyes range further south and just beyond the town proper. On a lone, barren hill to the south of the town, you can just make out the stark, sagging roof of a large structure, barely visible behind a partially shattered wall that surrounds it. But whatever you're feeling about this town, your reasons for being here come back into focus the moment you see the coffin. Resting on the soft earth, you approach the fine piece of wooden craftsmanship as a handful of mourners start to arrive in mass to pay their final respects to the professor. The mourners gathered seem to be comprised of villagers as well as other old friends of the professor, and they consist of Councilman Vashian Hearthmount, Councilman Garen Murikar, the tavern keeper Zokar Elkaird, and his 13-year-old son Pevrin, and Jominda Fallenbridge. But there's also a singular individual who's standing kind of off by himself, more aloof from the rest of the group. He's dressed in the typical black attire, just as any mourner would. But something strikes you as odd about this man. Also standing close to the coffin, you see a young, attractive woman who's doing her best to keep her composure as you see a steady stream of unchecked tears running down her cheeks. She takes a deep breath and then looks at everyone that has gathered and says, Thank you all for coming. My father would have been so proud to see so many friendly faces. What would you guys like to do? I'll walk up to the lady. Hey, baby. Hey. <laughs> we don't know her name or anything, right? Nope. Not yet. Ma'am, I am Aust. I was set to meet your father. Um, I was unaware of his recent demise. <laughs> I'm sorry for your loss. And as she cries and tries to lean closer, I take a step back. She's not leaning closer. <laughs> hey, in <laughs> my mind, she is. <laughs> hey, man, you were leaning closer to me. I was reading you. It Aust's mind. <laughs> Perhaps you'd like to lay on, have him lay on your shoulder then, young man. It's, it's all right. Oust, you say. 
Yes. My father has often spoken of a man named Oust. He said that he had... I don't want to say relations. <laughs> hey, 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 no. He said that he had often spoken with an ambassador to the Wood Elves, whose name was Oust. He was a very honorable man. I don't know how common that name is with your people, but him and him and my father and myself have, have him and dealt, my father him and my, my father and myself, <laughs> me myself and I have dealt a lot with Professor. Well, all I could say is that he has spoken very highly of you, and thank you for coming. Thank you. He's never mentioned a daughter. Oh, he! This is the, how dare you? <laughs> By chance, what is your name? My name is Kendra. I'm 29 years old. You're far too young for me. <laughs> I like I like for everyone to know my name. <laughs> <laughs> but thank By, you for coming. By any chance, uh, I don't mean to be rude, but how did the professor pass away? It would appear that he had a bit of an accident during one of his archaeological investigations into the prison not too long ago. In fact, it was about 17 days ago. And I'm sad to say, but it it would seem that a, a large stone had dislodged and fallen upon my father. And he never even saw it coming. He didn't see it coming. Was he alone when, when, when he this died? accident? I, he was out searching by himself. For some reason, he had something. It, he was very fanatic about something. He just he wouldn't let it go. He just kept. Oh my God! He the kept squawking about. <laughs> They're everywhere. The carrying ground was to love. He was just very obsessed with with going back to that old structure. Just. He, he felt convinced that there was answers there, and I, I told him, don't go, Father. It's, it's a, the place is in shambles. It's in ruins. It's unsafe to be there. But he wouldn't listen to me. He, you, know, you know the professor, the way he always was. Yes, yes. By any chance, this prison that he was at investigating, was it occupied with prisoners? Oh, no. It, it hasn't been occupied since long before we, were, we moved here 15 years ago. We were at the university before then. Well, I found out that the university is quite far away from here. It is, yes. It's so, north, you know. The north of this location. <laughs> quite a ways to uh, travel just to seek this artifact. He must have been highly obsessed with whatever it was. Did he mention anything about it to well, you? Well, he, he kept his business very private, but I don't believe that was the reason why we moved into Raven Grove. I think that after his tenure had ended at the, at the university for unknown reasons, he never divulged to me why he left the university, but he wanted to come here for a more quiet life, and, and something about this area just struck him, and, and I, I don't know any more about his personal business. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Doctor, you're late. He's already <laughs> dead. I can see that. So I move up to the coffin and start to poke him with my doctor stick. Oh, this is an open coffin? No, it's a closed <laughs> casket. <laughs> You're going right through. <laughs> oh, it's closed? Yes. Oh, I opened the, <laughs> the casket. No, I'm not going that far. <laughs> but yes, yes. No, I made it a bit too late. I know in his last days, I tried to give him the best counsel I could. He often spoke about 
his, his waning heart condition and, and that there was somebody that he was seeking advice from, medical assistance from, how to better care for himself. And, and he just simply stated he was the doctor and I would gather it possibly was you. It was I. I did the best I could. I, I am confident I let as much blood and put enough leeches on him. But the disease was too much. Well, that's what you get for smoking in this day and age. <laughs> I see you brought your half-naked young friend here with you. Jesus, who's that? <laughs> Hello. Hello. Uh, did you know my father well? I've known him for many years. Used to be his pupil back in the day. Indeed. He never told me he, he was such a... Knew such strapping young men as he does now. Very private lifestyle. Al slowly unbuttons his top button on his uh, leathers. <laughs> what kind of game are we playing? <laughs> I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> edit that oust. oust. Edit the oust. You're ousted. Well, I, I want to thank you for coming. And, and who might we have over here? Who did you come with oust? Is this your... Is this your envoy over here? Is is he do your your linen stuff? Is he your I'm more of his tax my, man? It's oh. not my tax man. This is Talos. Talos. We're, we've been traveling for a few days. Talos, together. you say? Yes. It's a pleasure to meet you, Kendra. We would I should certainly have a moment to talk with you in private, but I'm afraid that any further questions I cannot answer at this time. I think it's more important that we, we address why we're here. At that, she looks around the group, and she says, I'm afraid I'm, I have to ask one more favor of all of you. Would, would two of you possibly be willing to be pallbearers for my father's casket? I would certainly. I'll help Thank you. As well. Thank you. She looks at the rest of the congregation and informs everyone, Father Grimborough and a pair of gravediggers, they're already waiting for us at the burial site. As part of local tradition, they do not accompany the pallbearers or the procession to the grave. But if you'll all follow me, and she begins to lead the somber procession along what's known as the Dream Wake, which is a gravel pathway that winds its way through the cemetery itself. As you continue up the Dream Wake, the procession reaches a halfway point that begins to round towards the east onto a path called the Eversleep. Hmm. It is only then that you see that the way ahead is blocked by a group of surly-looking locals. The group has eight men in all, and the tallest among these tufts is an elderly but yet wiry-looking man. And he looks at all of you, and he steps to the front of his men, and he says in this commanding voice, that's far enough. We've been talking, and we don't want this Lormor buried in the wrestlings. You could take him up river and bury him up there if you want, but he ain't going in the ground here. And what may cause this opposition? You better shut your mouth. And what may cause Elf? this opposition? He screams at you from behind. <laughs> Kendra steps forward and kind of puts her hand on your shoulder. 
Perhaps we could reach a more diplomatic solution here. What are you talking about, Gibbs? I've already arranged it with Father Grimborough. He's, he's waiting for us now. The grave's already ready. You don't get it, woman. We won't have any necromancer buried in the same place as our kin. I suggest you move out while you still can. Uh, pardon, you said necromancer? Don't get snippy with me, Elfie. I can see what you are. You won't be buried here either when we're finished with you. Just turn the coffin around and get back out of the restless. Oh, I'm not me, liking this tone, never sir. Never want to be buried in a shithole like Ravengrow. What did you say about Ravengrow? It's a shithole. Half the, the procession goes... <laughs> <laughs> Even he's kind of taken back, and some of the ruffians behind him, they start brandishing their... They have shovels and pitchforks and, and just wood slats that you would see at a lumber yard. You better watch your mouth. Just turn the coffin around and get out of here. My father's no necromancer. Are you really that ignorant? That's it. Go get them, boys. And I say we roll some initiative. Don't talk to my friend like that. We spent a night at the honeymoon suite. Never talk to me or my dead father again. <laughs> now, do you want me to have a separate initiative for the owl? He's generally not going to do much. <laughs> so I thought it'd be easier to just keep him on my initiative, and then I'll tell you when he actually does something. Just keep him on your initiative. That's fine. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. Fuck. Oh, oh, shit. I just turned down, and I looked up, and the whole map was set up. <laughs> Talos. 19. Oust. Non-natural 20. Natural 20? Non-natural 20. Unnatural. The doctor. Unnatural. 18. Ermin. 20. Who's got the highest dex between Ermin and Al? So I'm going to assume that it's Ermin. Probably. I have plus two. Plus one. Plus one? Really? Yeah. Wow, as a monk, huh? He's going, for, he's going for that strength. So the main man in front looks at, at each of you, and he runs forward. Where's everybody at on this? I think we're missing somebody here. Who's missing here? Where's the doctor? Where's that coward doctor? He's the doc. He's oh, late. Oh, Haven't you heard? <laughs> Put everybody on the map here. Yeah, well. So the main guy, Gibbs, runs forward towards, towards the monk and attempts to attack you with what appears to be some kind of a saw in his hand. 13? Uh, misses. Misses. He swings and he misses. And he, he's amazed that there's somebody in this town that can possibly defend himself. I mean, that should have hit any ordinary person, certainly any one of the people that live in this town. And you see that his eyes grow wide in fear. Oust. You've seen this main guy run forward to attack. What are you going to do? Oust is going to mumble a few words under his breath. Oh, God. And... They're just villagers. <laughs> I am going to cast Entanglement, so it will be a 20-foot radius. Let's put this radius motherfucker out here. Hell yeah, dude. Show me where that's at on that. Uh, that's going to be uh, everybody. Basically everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's everybody. <laughs> okay. Should have spread those out. <laughs> that's, they have saves. Uh, yeah, and that would be... If they have saves, you don't roll. I don't roll. Damn it. Okay, so what do we got out there? We got seven people out there. What's the save DC? Uh, Twelve. What kind? Uh, Doesn't matter. They all have zeros unless it's strength. On strength saving throws, Ooh. yes. 
So they, they got something for him. What's a what's a saving throw? Uh, twelve. You have to beat twelve. That's a strength. And save. strength. Yes. Okay. These strong ass fucking villagers. Okay. So the fifth guy and the sixth guy don't make it. That's seven. No, that's five. Okay, so everybody but one don't make it. Or no, two of them didn't make it, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, five two. And six. Okay, five and six. so those guys in the... So two guys in the back. Yeah, I just went around the corner. They're restrained, or what are they? They're restrained. Okay. And they have to... <clears throat> they have to use an action to break out of it. And it leaves behind difficult terrain. Yeah, everything around there would be difficult terrain. In okay. that radius. Ermin. Erwin. Irvin, what the fuck? Ermin. Ermin. After seeing this guy try to attack me and dodging his attack, I pull out my short sword and I try to attack him as well. Let's see. He doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> uh, 18. 18 will hit. Nice. I don't think we're ever going to see this bird again. <laughs> <laughs> Not on um, Wednesday, you won't. <laughs> for seven points of damage. You see him take this, this attack in his arm and he... He actually starts to, to water up in his eyes. He, he certainly wasn't expecting this kind of uh, forceful retaliation. He expected this to be quite the pushover at this point. Talos. I'll take your surrender now. You'd think an alleged necromancer would have very powerful friends, wouldn't you? He doesn't. He just tightens up his jawline, almost in a defiance, but he, you can't help but notice that this man is scared. Okay, uh... All right. Uh, Plus, it's not his turn. He can't move anywhere. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to draw my short sword because I don't want to out myself <laughs> as a wizard. Um, and then I want... It's won- 2019. You can out yourself whenever you want. Uh, dude. Oh, it's, shit. It's, 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 it's 1477. Stuff I said <laughs> complicated. 1477 <laughs> was a very different time. Um, I want to use the owl's action to help me. And the way he helps me is he just, like, starts shitting on <laughs> shitting on him to distract him. Is that a free action to shit? Or <laughs> no, what? it's the help action. <laughs> it's All right. Bio-warfare action. <laughs> Fecal fury. Let's uh, rock. Uh, and then I'm going to try to hit him with the palm of my sword to non-lethal damage to just knock him out. Okay. Come on. Uh, it's not going to be good, but uh, 14 to hit. That hits him. All right. Only... Four points of damage to okay. try and knock him to out. To try to knock him out? Okay. Yeah. He staggers back, slightly disoriented. The doctor in the house. I'm going to move uh, next to the bad guy here and persuade him in a way saying, call all your men off. You're obviously overpowered. And that's an 18 on the... Well, that's 18 total for persuasion. Okay. You see him... His hands start to lower down. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I can't take this. And he turns. And even though it's not his turn, he runs away. So if you want to take an attack upon him, you can. Uh, I won't. I won't. It's too early in the campaign to be a dick. So you (laughs) see him run through the graveyard, past all the, the tombstones, all the recently upturned dirt and stuff. But his men remain behind Shame. Did you want to do anything else, Doctor? Um, What's the prognosis? 
I will uh, just turn around and face um, the guys in front of us because I'm out of actions. Okay. They look at you, and all five of them start to move away back that way. The ones that can move, the ones that are held fast cannot. Remember, they're in difficult terrain, so... Okay, well, their they're <laughs> extra movement will still push them, but they're going to come more south. Imagine where that, that dial is, is where you guys need to get to for the burial. I've got to get this, these damn vines off, and they're, they're chipping at it with their pickaxes and stuff and trying to break themselves free. From further up the road of the Eversleep, you see this old man start running towards you guys. What is the meaning of this? What is the meaning of this? Everybody, please, let them go. They're just worried. Oh, Father Grimborough, thank you for coming. Kendra steps to the front. Thank you for coming. I don't understand what has gotten into Gibbs. He just... Yes, yes, I know, I know. It's okay, it's okay. We'll deal with him later. And he lets those other two guys work themselves free, (laughs) encourages some of the other uh, peasants that are there for the funeral to help free them, and gets them gone. As they clear off the Eversleep, please, please, come back. Let's, let us hoist up the professor. Let's, let's get him at rest. He encourages the pallbearers to once again take up the sides of the coffin and start bringing it back, or bringing it towards its final resting place. Yeah, I'll, I'll go back to my, whatever position I was uh, on the casket to... Okay. Up and bring it. As you guys make your way through the restlands, you eventually find an open grave with two grave diggers standing beside it. You guys lower the coffin down into the ground, and then she says a few words about her father, and then she encourages the rest of the group to come forward and say anything. Some pay some final respects. Erwin, would you, would you care to say anything about the man who you used to? Know so well. Yes, I'd love to. Professor, it's been so many years since the last time we spoke. Can't believe that you're you're actually gone. I don't I, I don't know what to do. I mean, you've been so helpful in my formative years, and I've learned so much knowledge from you, and just. Absolutely devastated. Can't believe that you're gone. Well, may you rest in peace. Father. Doctor, would, would you care to add anything? Drive it home. <laughs> Drive it home. <laughs> Who says that in a funeral? <laughs> really knock this eulogy out of the park. <laughs> Doc. Professor, I admired all the work you did, and I did all I could to extend your life. But for some reasons, the, the bloodletting and leeches didn't work. But was- ashes to ashes, dust to dust, and I'd take a shovel and just throw it on top. <laughs> I, I, say that. I, I don't think he <laughs> understood how my father died. It was the- <laughs> he, it's very hard seeing through the goggles. <laughs> Perhaps. And you, Talos, you've performed admirably when Gibbs and his 
comrades try to prevent us from getting any closer. That was very admirable of you. Please, would you care to speak anything about my father? Yes. Um, uh, let me start off by apologizing about what I said about your town. It must have, there must be something great about it for someone like Lorimer to uh, wish to settle here. So that was heart-wrenching to hear that about the place that we've come to call home. <clears throat> You're all the people behind. To cast my But uh, Laura Murray was always a pleasure to work with you. Um, to uh, yep. to work through our research and solve uh, the mysteries that we did, and pour a forty out for pour him. Pour a forty out for him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I like, start pouring a water skin. <laughs> um, and I know that you'll continue to try to unravel the universe's secrets uh, on the other side. And then I pretend to cry and I like bite my finger. <laughs> and let the owl off. scratch your eyes a little bit. <laughs> Oust. Oust. You manly man, would you care to say <laughs> a few words about my father that you knew so well? The professor was a kind man, helpful to those, knowledgeable to many things, and died an unfortunate death, a death that I was unaware of. <laughs> I, like, turned away. <laughs> a man that could have done a lot more for the world if he'd just stayed in the world longer. You will be missed, and I'll kneel down and grab a pile of dirt and throw it on his coffin. Gently or harsh? Gently. And then, and roll, then harsh. roll and attack roll. <laughs> and then just slowly walk away. Thank you each for gathering. I, I want to thank such a wonderful tour. And then you see the man in black that was still off to the side. Johnny Cash? <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> I'd like to say a few words for Professor Lola. He comes to the front. He says, no, wait a minute. I would like to say a few things about the professor myself. I knew the professor in his more formidable years. and Yes, yes, that's, that's fine. Let, let, let him rest in peace. No, no, I will have my say. The professor and I did not always see eye to eye, but we always understood that it was within the eye that truth could be found. Isn't that right, Talos? Yes, he mentioned that to me many times. Yes, and truth is there. Until we meet again here, rest in peace, my friend, Professor and at that, he steps away, and the rest of the crowd start murmuring, blah, 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 I don't know who that guy thinks he is, blah, blah, blah. And she begins to thank everybody. Thank you. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for showing up. And she looks at the four of you and says, if it wouldn't be too much trouble, I would like to invite you back to my father's... Uh, well, I should say it's my house now, but I would like to invite you back for the reading of the will. My father had very specific instructions that the four of you, well, actually, the five of you, and she, you notice that she's looking at the man in black, mm -hmm. 
return back to the house and and be present for that. Okie dokie. Yeah, yeah right. sounds good to me. So as you guys make your way back... Sorry, I'm going to find all this crap again. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, no. Well, think, at least it was empty. Yeah. <laughs> Could have been bad. That's even worse. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I gotta look at this stuff. Did we break it? Not at all. No, that that was designed to be that way. <laughs> I just need to find a transition. Yeah, there's a letter N on the map. That's Lormore's residence. If you look in the where this arrow points to the north, that's where the Restlands are. Mm. So I think his his is way down here. Yeah, I see. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. You guys make your way down from the Restlands and you cross in past that large temple, past the manor, cross over one of the bridges, and you start entering into the town proper. And she continues to lead you towards the south, towards where you saw that dilapidated structure way further south. And she comes to a very humble house. She opens up the door, and as you guys enter, she, the first thing she says is, Please excuse the clutter. Being a professor, my father was quite the collector of tomes and books and such. And you could see all around the house that there's a... Every, every wall has a bookshelf on it. Uh, from floor to ceiling, there's books. There's even some books that have been stacked and used as, as makeshift coffee tables and stuff. And mm-hmm. as this... Individual in black comes in last. He slowly closes the door, and he starts kind of wandering around the room a little bit, looking around and yeah. you know, checking out some of the tomes. And she says, I'm going to join him. Like, before she's done to- look, talking, I want to run to the tomes to just look to see what's there. All around the walls and stuff. Yeah. They're everything. They're, they're from how to treat um, fungus to how to determine where you are from constellations Mm-hmm. On the southern equinox, southern barbecue. I will <laughs> join in looking for medical books. Okay, I mean, there's there is no rhyme or reason. They definitely didn't have the uh, what was that that index that they used to have in the library? Dewey decimal system. Dewey they did not have the Dewey decimal <laughs> system in this house. I think anyone knows how the Dewey Decibel system works. Do you talk to your local librarian? Anyone right. under 20 doesn't know what the Dewey Decibel <laughs> system is. Encyclopedia. Or what microfish is. <laughs> she says, I'm afraid that the reading of the professor's will uh, requires the presence of Councilman Vashian Hearthmount. He is the closest thing that Ravengrow has to a solicitor. He mentioned that he had some other matters to attend to just after the funeral. And he should be along in about an hour. Yeah, I hope that's okay. That's perfectly fine and with me. She's like, I don't know about you, but I, I can use a drink. Anybody else use a drink? Sure, I'll take yeah, one. I love one. Oh. And she disappears and basically leaves the four of you, basically leaves the five of you <laughs> alone in this room. Uh, I'm going to meet the man in black. Okay. Um, who I assume, I'm assuming is uh, a Divian. Make a perception check. It's uh, not great. That's 11. 11. From what you can tell, he's just looking at the binders of each book, uh-huh. but he just isn't really taking in what they are. Uh-huh. You know, he's, it's like he's just fingering each book. 
That's really all you could you could gather from that. As Talos and the man in black are speaking, I would like to walk around and see if there's any open tomes, maybe kind of see what he was researching at the time. Okay. And that. Ten. Ten. As far as you can tell, there there's all kinds of books that are open, but even the ones that have had their bindings cracked, there is just dust on the facing pages as though they've been open for quite some time. You couldn't tell what the last book was that he was reading. Erwin. Ermin. <laughs> We're going to change that fucking name. I want to see if the man in black, if I can tell if the man in black has good or evil intentions. Okay. Tell me how you want to check that. I was going to use insight. Okay. Uh, 14. 14. From his speech that he said at the grave, you kind of get the feeling that he might have had some kind of a animosity or falling out with the professor, but you don't really know if it was, if he said it out of pain or out of anger. Okay. Doctor. I'm searching the books uh, for any uh, medical journals, especially relating to um, our, uh, amputations. There are a few of them, and they're they're scattered about the room. Uh, you do find one that talks about how to staunch a stump after it has been removed, but it would take probably at least four days for you to fully appreciate everything that this book has to offer you. I will take the book and just continue to read it in the study here or oh, library. Okay. We're at. So as you're sitting down going through, tell yeah. us, what was it you wanted to do? Adivian. Um, he looks at you. So you do know my name. I wasn't I sure. It was you, Talos. You have the mark of Loma about you. I believe I had the same gleam in my eye at one time when I believed what he said as truth. I'm, based on your letter, I'm beginning to doubt a little bit. Uh, he never told me much, but if you could help me for just a second, um, should I pay heed to what that crazed old man said outside? Was Did Lormer experiment with necromancy? Well, let me just explain this. That man that we met at the wrestlings, I've never seen before this hour. Hmm. I am not from here. If this town believes he's a necromancer, then that's their right, and perhaps it was best for the professor to let them believe that. Hmm. It probably played very well to getting him what he wanted when he needed it. Especially hmm. a quick death, which I knew the professor would have wanted as well. Hmm. Well, as far as him being a necromancer, have you ever seen him practice anything as that such? I haven't seen it personally, but did he, he kept to himself a lot. Did he bring himself back to life? Uh, generally no, requires the aid of someone else. Right. I would think that maybe he cast a taller shadow than he was as a man. Hmm. That was the taste that he left 
in my life. You, you know much more about the professor than I do. Um, I would gather we probably knew him the same length, just at different eras in our lives. Well, I'm looking to get some aid from the era you knew him in. Uh, the books that I'm looking for, he wouldn't leave out over here. Do you have any idea where he would keep them? I am not familiar with what tomes you're looking for. Um, forget I asked. Oh, no, now you have piqued my interest, my um, friend. I may call you my friend, right? We are... Uh, sh- sure, we can be acquaintances, friends. We are bonded over this moment, I guess. And are you acquaintances with the other members that are gathered in this room? You see the doctor already making himself more than welcome in the house. You see this young other individual whom I have no idea, but I have seen such prowess in him at the, at the graveyard. One could only imagine why the four, or shall I say five of us, are here for the reading of this will. Yeah, I, I'm, my mind is a flurry with thoughts of what it could be, but the only one I know well is Oust. Do you mind if I tell you a secret? I would love nothing more. Well, let me tell. At that, you hear the door knock. Oh, it must be Councilor Vashian. You see her run back in from the kitchen, and she starts handing out the drinks to everyone. Quick, take your drinks. Take your drinks, everybody. As the door opens, you see that this man that you recognized as being part of the procession at the, at the graveyard comes in, and he's wearing an overcoat with uh, just mud on his boots and whatnot, and you could tell that he's very agitated about being here. Mm-hmm. He looks at each of you, and he just... The, dis, the disgust is, is not hard to hide from his face. Mm-hmm. And he reaches into his overcoat, and he produces a... Uh, a tarnished metal scroll case. He levels it towards each of you so you can see that the seal has not been broke, that the wax is still whole, and he opens the case. As he does, he upends it, and you see a key fall out onto the table. Just a small iron key. Undaunted by the key and eager to be done with the business at hand, the councilman begins to read the will within. I'll read it in the old man's voice. I, Petros Lorimer, being of sound mind, do hereby commit to this parchment my last will and testament. Let it be known that, with the exception of the specific details below, I leave my home and personal belongings entirely to my daughter, Kendra. Use them or sell them as you see fit, my daughter. Yet beyond the bequeathing of my personal effects, this document must serve other needs. I have arranged for the reading of this document to be delayed until all principals can be in attendance, for I have more than mere inheritance to approach. You should have your glasses on when you read this. I was going to say it, but... (laughs) (laughs) I have two final favors to ask. To my old friends, I hate to impose upon all of you, but there are a few others who are capable of appreciating the true significance of what it is that I have to ask. 
As some of you know, I have devoted my many years of study to all manner of evil, that I might know the enemy and inform those better positioned to stand against it. For knowledge of one's enemy is the surest path to victory over its plans. And so, over the course of my lifetime, I have seen fit to acquire a significant collection of valuable but dangerous tomes, any one of which, in the wrong circumstances, could have led to an awkward legal situation. While the majority of these tomes remain safe under lock and key at the Leopardstad University, I fear a few I have borrowed remain in the trunk in my Raven Grow home. While invaluable to my work in life, in death, I would prefer not to burden my daughter with the darker side of my profession, or worse still, the danger of possessing these tomes herself. As such, I am entrusting my chest of tomes to you posthumously. I ask that you please deliver the collection to my colleagues at the University of Leopardstad, who will put them to good use for the betterment of the cause. Yet before you leave for Leopardstad, there is the matter of another favor. Please delay your journey for one month and spend that period of time here in Ravengrow to ensure that my daughter is safe and sound. She has no one to count on that I am gone. And if you would aid her in setting things in order for whatever she desires over the course of this month, you would have my eternal gratitude from my savings I have also willed to each of you the sum of 1,000 gold coins for safekeeping. I have left these funds with Embreth Deramid, one of my most trusted friends in Lippenstad. She has been instructed to issue this payment upon the safe delivery of the borrowed tomes no sooner than one month after the date of the reading of this will. I, Petros Lomo, hereby sign this will in Ravengrohe on the first day a calistro in the year 4711. After a brief pause, Edvidian Adressant looks towards the counselor and speaks. You made no mention of me during that entire reading. What is the meaning of this? Counselor Vashian just takes a deep breath and says patiently, Perhaps you are misinformed. Edvidian looks at the other man and then at each of you and in haste he turns on his heels and immediately storms from the house oh wait don't go no no wait he had a secret to tell me a moment later the councilman looks at kendra who thanks him and dismisses him and uh putting on her brave face kendra looks at each of you and says thank you each again for coming i would need to at least I would need at least a few weeks to decide if I'm going to stay or sell the house. I, I don't know. There are so many memories here, but they're not where I was born from. But if you would like, you could stay in the house. There's plenty of room here. There's, it's free. I, I won't charge you room and board, but I would feel more comfortable with able-bodied individuals closer by. Uh, house, <laughs> we will stay. Yeah, I grabbed the key. Yes, please. And say... Go ahead and, and take it, dear. I'm going to go retrieve my father's chest. And as she disappears into the other room, you can hear her kind of 
moving around, moving stuff. You hear stacks of books falling over. This also kind of gives you guys a, a moment if you want to do an interchange amongst the, yourselves and find out who you are. Uh, I'm going to go over to Oust, and I'm going to uh, poke him with uh, my elbow and then point at the doctor. And then uh, I, like, I have like a very weird <laughs> appearance, and I'm still going to be like pointing at the doctor. He's like, look at this freak with his fucking mask. I know. What was Are you still about wearing leeches? I'm wearing the mask all the time, <laughs> and I'm also just reading the medical book. Okay. Like, I, I half attention to the, yeah. the will. Are you, like, huffing through this mask, you know? <laughs> no, I'm not vadering. No, he's got, he's got his herbs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm just uh, nothing, uh, yeah, not breathing too hard. I'm just chilling other than I have a raven-like beak mask <laughs> coming oh. off my face, and my whole body's covered in heavy leather. Go Similar to, to what a butcher would wear to protect their clothes, like <laughs> like a leather nice. like apron, a more highly paid. Pretty butcher, much, right? but yeah. it, it's like leather robes, like heavy leather robes with blood stains on them. Yes, Doctor Feelgood. Oh man, <laughs> that's just eerie. I'm gonna lean back to Dallas and be like, "Yeah, I don't know how he was planning to cure a rock wound with leeches." I don't think he's a very good doctor. I definitely didn't see him at Levitt's stats, so I'm not sure where his degree comes from. Ermin, what what is your your what is your take on the room of who has remained after Advidian has left? I've also kind of been freaked out by the doctor. <laughs> Haven't seen his face, so just been hiding behind a mask. So I'm kind of just curious to know a little bit more about him as well as Aust and Talos. Um I, I don't know any of the characters uh, really that well. So I'm kind of just... So Oust and Talos, you guys know each other? Uh, is that an elf joke? <laughs> <laughs> That's a racist joke. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Specify. Seems yeah. like you guys have a rapport together. Seems like you guys actually yeah. know of each other. We have traveled a few days together. Yeah. We, we've met recently. Um a lot's happened, but uh, we've, we've met mostly recently. He owes you his life. Yeah, but he doesn't need it. I don't need to tell that to everyone. I am Talos. This is my friend Oust. He owes me his life. Uh, <laughs> I saved his ass. You <laughs> <laughs> um, also offered him up as chum, didn't you, at one point? <laughs> Just let him go off? Well, look. No, I was I in middle of a We're ritual. not splitting hairs yeah. here. I was right. in the middle of a ritual, and that was his mistake. <laughs> um. Sorry, I, I never caught your name. What would it be? Oh, I'm sorry about that. My name is Ermin. Ermin. Ermin, how did, how did you know the professor? I met him when I was a young boy. Um, I was a drifter and wanderer, and I, I came across the professor one day, and he, he took me under his wing for about a few years, and he really helped shape my, my look and uh, out view on life. And um, he tried to instill the right characteristics of a good, decent person. And it's been many years since I've seen him. And I just feel terrible about his loss. Yes, yes, that sounds like the professor. He was a well-shaped man. Well-shaved? Shaped. Oh. You guys knew a very different professor than I did. I just want to say, 
Ehrman. Like back at the eulogy and even then. That's like deep. Here's a gold doubloon. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Give this man a gold doubloon. And a beer. <laughs> you need a beer? Why not? Yes. You can't say no. It's, it's too late now. Yeah, I give it to him. Are you guys done with uh, talking with each other? No, we haven't even talked to the doctor. No, we haven't even. Oh, okay, keep going. Unless we don't want right. to talk to the doctor. No, no, no keep going. Uh, well, actually, what is, what is the doc doing? Because at this point, He's all three of us are... I'm still reading the same okay. book. Okay, because all three of us are like, talking. I'm, I'm in a nice overstuffed chair just reading this journal. That's even more unsettling. Yeah. <laughs> Alice will walk over to the doctor. What you reading there? Uh... Furthering my studies on uh, limb amputation, especially this one, how to uh, correctly set a stump. I, I would have to ask, you were aware of the professor passing away by a rock falling on him, correct? Yes, uh, but I still believe, even with bloodletting and leeches, his his whole... His, the city in his blood was off. Hmm. And off into a different space. <laughs> <laughs> and I see you still wear your mask. Well, of course I wear the mask. I'm the doctor. I, I see, but you're not performing surgery at the moment. Uh, why take a risk? We've been walking through the ro- woods, now through part of town. We went through a cemetery. There's plenty of disease around. Well, tell me, Doctor, what is your name? The Doctor. <laughs> that is what you care to be referred as? Yeah, that's what everyone says. Uh, yeah, uh, most of the time, go to city to city, uh, uh, get the Doctor. Who took that leg? Doctor. <laughs> the doctor. Who left you like that? The, the doctor. doctor. <laughs> that's how I'm referred to, so. <laughs> My God. Who's responsible for that? Fuck up, the Doctor. <laughs> well, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the rest of the group, but... I'm Oust, my friend over there with the owl. That is Talos, and the strapping young man. Now, are you bare-chested? I'm kind of like that character. Okay, you're like just the half walking around all oiled up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. like trying to cover up the rest of him. <laughs> with your owl? With, with the owl. owl. <laughs> owl feathers. I'm, not, I'm not touching him myself. I'm, getting, I'm, I'm trying to get the owl to do it. <laughs> You're not comfortable touching another human. <laughs> You'd touch an elf, but you wouldn't touch a human. No, I don't want to get my hands dirty. Oh, man. And the other human over there, that that's Edmund. Erwin. Erwin. No, Erwin. <laughs> my bad. Erwin. Do you have a nickname that would be easier for the group to remember? <laughs> you just call me Paul. <laughs> Paul? Paul Erwin. Paul Is Erwin uh, your last name? It is both my first and last name. Okay. Oh, oh fuck. You're Cher. No, it's, that's Irving's doctor. Yeah. We Irving's will call squared. him Easy E. <laughs> Easy E. Easy. That Easy. will work for me. Easy E, Doc. Ermin. So you see, a few moments later, Kendra comes back and she's got this small wooden box that's iron band. There's a lock on it. It's probably about, I don't know, 24 inches by 18 inches by uh, 10 inches tall. And she lays it down in the center of the table as gently as she can. You can tell that even for its size, it, it has a lot of density to it. There must be some shit inside this thing. Must have been not that heavy if she carried it, though. Well, you haven't seen her. Yeah, you don't know her strength. No, no, I don't know. I haven't seen her cat, her character sheet. Oh, my. 
You, not yet, you haven't. She slides it towards you, Talos. Yeah. You, ha- you have the key, right? Yeah. Uh, I'll reach out and pull it the rest of the way towards me. Uh, produce the key. You slide the key into the lock and it fits perfectly. And with a turn, the smooth action releases the tumblers as it unlocks. The chest pops open. And inside you see several old tomes and one relatively new one. The newest tome sits on top of the other ones and scratched into the leather cover is the phrase, read me now. I open it. Next week. (laughs) And that is where we will end. This seems important. He left a post-it. Yeah, dude, he left a read me doc. (laughs) What he should say is, <laughs> read me next week. <laughs> read me that Windows 98. Yeah, read me that TXT. <laughs> Sorry, you're gonna find all this crap again. <laughs> oh shit! Oh no! Well, I think at least it was empty. Yeah. <laughs> Could have been bad. That's even worse. I don't know, man. Probably. <laughs> 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 that was his last screech. There was someone he was... Fuck that motherfucking bird.